0: It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got an app that's safe and easy to use. Plus they have all the markets I'm looking to bet, like spreads, live betting, player props, Same game, parlays and more. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. You must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am every single episode, by my companion, my co-host, my BFF, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter.
1: Uh, Chad, what a weekend! What it last thirty-six hours for your friend Simon here. I bet Green Bay, right? We we're all we we're all in on Green Bay. So Ollie. I had them halftime. Went to bed at Sunday night, say ten o'clock. Wake up. 3 a.m. answer emails, texts, get all the bets in, make new bets, see what bets hit. Five a.m. quick shower. Head over to my mom's, go in. Guess what it is, Chad? It's the funeral for the Queen.
0: Yeah. So I know you're listen. I I had to watch. For those who don't know, a lot of new listeners, you're from England.
1: Loosely. My mom's from England. I was born in America, but I am British. Like I spent a lot of you lived in England
0: years. for a long time. You're I did, to, but like I don't, don't want the government years. to knock on
1: my door. I'm am an American citizen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I went over with my mom, watched the funeral, and I say to her like, "It's like 8 a.m. at this point." I go, "I got to go work." She goes, "Oh, don't worry, it'll be over soon." The Queen's very modest. She said she didn't want a long funeral, so I go back my go home. I sleep. I wake up, I call her. She says, yeah, it's still going on. So, I mean, six hours have passed. So, this woman had a funeral for about 11 hours. Uh, God bless the queen. Head to the Eagles game. Obviously saw that game. Went to bed, woke up, worked this morning. Now I'm doing a podcast with Chad. So, for me, it's been a whirlwind of 36 hours. And I am excited to talk about week three. Slightly underprepared, but come on, people. get Let me live a little. It's rare the Eagles win a Monday night game. I think it's the first time. We've opened the season on a Monday night in about 15 years. So, Well,
0: this podcast had a really big night uh, on Monday night. The Buffalo Bills, Matt Mitchell's team, uh, they dominated the Tennessee Titans as 10-point favorites in prime time. And they are looking like one of those teams that you get those teams that they just come out and they're so dominant from the beginning. They exceed every expectation when they were already high. The Eagles, a team we've been loving – since before the season started uh, are really performing at a level that proves the roster moves were smart, but also the Jalen hurts who the numbers back up has been one of the best performing quarterbacks since he started uh, as a starter for the Eagles. He was amazing last night, Simon, even more amazing. We went three and two in our faves five. Uh, so we are now eight and two on the year goal is 60%. My friend, uh, you win 60%, you cash, right? And you do very well. So we you, went three you and can two quit your again. Day job
1: is my favorite saying, if you're 60%, if you can go three and two every weekend, yeah, good news for you. You can literally
0: quit your job and do this as a career. That's right. If you want to, again, follow the faves five in the action network app. That's where we put all of our contest picks. We did really well with all of our picks last week. Um, uh, I would say the team that we totally love right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were one of our Faves five. They were my exact decision. uh they opened at four and a half last week. They closed at three. They dominated. They were great. Here's what's interesting to me, and I want to get your take on this. We were on the Jags at twelve to one to win the AFC South. We liked the Jags at seven and a half, eight to one to win the AFC South. I'm surprised that now. The odds for the AFC South, uh, the Jags are still like three to one, at least before the game last night. I should have checked before I came on the podcast today. How are the Jags not the odds on favorite to win that division right now?
1: Yeah, I'd say that goes a lot into the money that's driving that number around, right? The position the book needs to take. And also, they got other factors into it of this Jaguar team really hasn't proved it before. I know that neither of the Colts, right? The Colts have not won that division. But... Just seems like the book is just hesitant to it. And so is the public, where like me and you talked about it. We just looked at this whole division overall and said, Who the hell are the Colts? Who, is, who the hell is Tennessee to be favored by? Again, 12 to 1 is what we were giving out the Jags all summer. Um, it's, it's just typical football, right? If people are basing everything off last year without looking at this year and looking at all the weaknesses of Tennessee and looking at the same thing with the Colts. It's like, again, nothing against Matt Ryan. It's just, we really haven't seen it from him in a lot of years and people expected him to come in and just be this savior for them. It's just not so. And we backed a second year quarterback and that's always an advantage for us back in a second year quarterback to take a step. And the team has the money to spend on the rest of the team. Like, again, there's going to be a bunch of teams we'll talk about today. That's the building blocks. Like if you can get that cheat code of a, a cheap quarterback, you can spend the money elsewhere and the quarterback improves. That's how you make runs. So yeah, feeling really good. Two weeks in on a bunch of calls we made. Um, it's We're looking pretty smart. Like Again, the Lions, big win. That was another team we really loved coming into the year. And Houston and, the, and Atlanta, both 2-0 against the spread, two teams we talked about being undervalued coming into the season. Atlanta should have won. I still think Atlanta should be 2-0. They've let these games at the end get away from them. But, again, it's just exciting seeing like, the work we put in. It's coming to fruition. Our only big miss, uh, only team we're really down on that came to the year and did well. Giants. Two and0. Giants start the year. Again, it's two weeks in. But man, that, that to me is one of the more shocking records. You look on paper, because
0: again, there's only like five or six teams two and0. The Giants really stand out right now. We went three and two last week. We won the Jags, we won the Patriots, we won the Eagles. We lost in the Saints, we lost the Panthers. If we had to frame it as who, which team has stabbed us in the back, the Panthers.) It's the- they lost to the giants this past weekend game. They should have won ugly game. They lost, they lost to the Browns the weekend before another one that they should have won. Man, I was really high on this Panthers team before the season started. Uh, they're not performing up to their ability. I, I see what they-
1: you're like. I saw what you see though, right? Like we still think the AFC South, a couple games go a little different again, Atlanta, if they were two and Oh, we tied with the bucks right now in that division. It's like, you know, it's, it's a lot closer than people perceive, but, The Baker factor. So that's been the tough pill to swallow. It's like we need Baker to have these moments to step up. And two weeks in a row, he's kind of burned us. So Yeah, he
0: just hasn't been. He just hasn't. That's exactly what it is. I believed in Baker. Maybe I shouldn't have. To close it out, the housekeeping. Simon says last week it was the Niners minus nine and a half. Excellent work. The exact decision was the Jags by me. Excellent work, Chad. Uh, The big balls, New York Jets. Yay, us. Foxhole was the Saints. We Mm -hmm. lost that one. Chad uh, had the Jags and Scoot Roulette. He's now two and (laughs) oh. Simon had the Saints and Scoot Roulette. Mm. He's one and one. Reminder, follow the Favorites podcast in the Action Network app to get those picks. We're separating out the Faves Five as its own handle so we can just track the five that we love for our contest every week. And someone someone DM me and said, can you explain the contest? So you and I are in a high stakes contest where we have to choose five games every week. Those lines lock in the middle of the week, but the selections aren't due until Sunday. So we are constantly in contact thinking about the five that we love. And then on Sunday, we nail, we lock in those, those five picks and we put that in the app under the phase five. And I'll put in notes about whether or not we still like the line, if the line has moved, et cetera, et cetera. Simon.
1: Come on, get his ass. Get his ass. Get his ass. Pack your ass up, little dude. Give it to him.
0: Steelers-Browns. Open two and a half this Thursday night football. Got bet up to five and a half. Now it's four and a half. I will tell you, I bet the Steelers at five and a half. That was just too big of an adjustment. Made no sense for me, for this number to be at five and a half, 72% of the money on the Steelers right now.
1: That's interesting. You like, you came in on Pittsburgh. I would have been all over the Browns coming out just because of that loss. They just had where the Steelers just looked not that they gave up, but like, like we talked about having a quarterback, you can believe in it just doesn't feel like they believe in Mitch. So I just don't really have a good vibe with them right now where it's like, the Patriots were dying to give that game away. Like, they had the ball three different times when they were down three, and they could not put a drive together with Mitch. Um, so coming in this game, I was looking actually back in the Browns. Um, thought you were getting a fair number. on In fact, that it was under six. But now we're getting news that, you know, Clowney's out. Miles Garrett might be out now. He just popped up the injury report. Again, short week, quick turnaround. Tough for me to really make a play on this. Like, I might be inclined to take the over because I have two quarterbacks that – you know, they could turn their ball over. And they're kind of a risky quarterback play. Like both of them are. Brissett played very well against the Jets. Um, that was just more on the defense that broke down at the end there. So to me, yeah, I honestly lean towards the Browns, but because it's so early and I don't really know enough injury news, can't really tell anyone to bet this one. Like me and Chad have zero chance of playing this in the contest because there's not much value in it. Um, to me, only reason we're going to talk about it and play it is because it's a Thursday night game. This is just a classic gross Thursday night divisional game.
0: Well, that's why that that's one of the reasons for me. And uh, is I think the number got too high. These games tend to be very close. Four is now a key number as well. I was getting well over the four at five and a half. I felt like I had a decent amount of cushion in a short week, divisional rivals. These games tend to play to three. I like the dogs here.
1: Yeah, don't hate it. Again, this is going to be an underplay too. So it's like historically short, short total. You take this, you just blindly take the dog here, especially divisionally. Um, I told you, I just paused because the data backs up. The home favorites historically covered almost 70% clip on Thursday nights. So that's one of those where it's like, yeah, Sunday game. I would look at it a little differently, but I always lean towards the favorites on Thursday nights. If I get back door again, like last week, So be it, Uh, it just prevails out. The math does taking favorites on Thursdays.
0: Here's a great note from Evan Abrams, our director of research at the Action Network. Uh, Since 2010, Thursday games with a total of 40 or below are 18 and five to the under, hitting the under by 8.9 points per game. Uh, So they're averaging about 31 points per game. Uh, This is the lowest Thursday night football total since Chicago played Detroit in 2019, it was 37 and a half. The total in this game, if I haven't said it, is uh, 38 and a half is the best number that you can get right now.
1: Well, I guess guess we know we're going to bet then, Chad.
0: I guess we do, right? (laughs) 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, Those are some scary years, dot-com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer? NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash favorites right now. NetSuite.com slash favorites. That's NetSuite.com slash favorites. All right. Ravens Patriots. Boy, this the look ahead line on this was pick. It's now Ravens minus three. Ravens, look, we got to talk about the Ravens for a second. There was an interesting conversation on the Action Network podcast that Stucky and Raybon had. Again, listen to the Action Network podcast. That Thursday version, Chris Raybon and Stuckey will nail down six of their favorite picks, their Sunday six-pack. Stuckey was all over the first half in this game. He's like, just bet the Ravens in the first half. Turns out he was right. We liked the Ravens minus three and a half. We knew we weren't going to get the three, so we bet it three and a half. Boy, we looked good for about 47 minutes.
1: yeah what can you do it's there's honestly the only thing I would take away from that I'd be really happy as a Miami fan it's like your coach obviously can scheme it up two can obviously throw it and you have two incredible wide receivers but now there's nothing to take away I mean I I guess I'm a little worried the Ravens can't eat a clock away and they're supposed to be a great running team but they're up 35-14 the defense was on a hot field in the second half and just had a track meet and they just got burned like well I don't know would they give up 28 points I think in the fourth quarter, it's. Yeah, yeah. we've never seen it before. It's a historical thing. So, yeah, it sucks. I lost a ton of money on it, but it's just like, all right, on to the next one. It's just something you've never seen before. In Dolphins history, Dolphins' long history, they've never scored that many points in a fourth quarter. Like, even think of all those Don Shula teams, the Marino teams. Never happened. So, it's just, I don't know what to take from it. It's like, should I overrate Miami now or do nothing with it? I'm probably going to do nothing. My only pause is what the hell is going on in Baltimore? They can't freaking run the ball and milk away a 35 to 14 lead. It's it's a little scary when they're supposed to be the best running team of football. So I guess that's the biggest pause. But the only thing is I'm just, I guess I'm just excited about Miami. It's like that that Tua stuff, that's a lot of noise he dealt with. The Tom Brady stuff, everything that went on. He obviously has got the goods. Like he was making those throws. Um, it's just hard to know if that was legit or if that was just a fluke in that situation.
0: Well, look, he might have all the talents in the world and wasn't being put in the right schemes. Yeah. Um, And there was a stat next gen stats had it. I think uh, uh, Brandon Anderson mentioned this on the Monday action network podcast, the review podcast, Ravens defensive backs ran 6,400 yards trying to keep up with Dolphins receivers right. on Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, it's impo- that's an impossible situation to yeah. put
0: in. Here's another interesting one. And John Harbaugh in his career is the best first half ROI as a coach in his career. Lamar Jackson, the last five years, first half, most profitable QB to bet in the first half. All that said, Ravens are three-point favorites on the road against the Patriots. I feel like... The Patriots are not a very good team.
1: You know what to do, though. We have to there's no there's only one play here, Chad. We we make this bet almost nine out of ten times. The numbers back it up too, but we play the Patriots here every time. It's again Belichick at home is a dog against a team that something's not right there, clearly. Like the Jets were actually moving the ball on this Baltimore team. So if the Ravens are down four cornerbacks again, that's a major issue. Like Mac Jones has looked pedestrian. This could be the cure he needs a team that's given up the most receiving yards to anyone else in football. So, um, yeah, too, too much respect for a Ravens team that doesn't deserve the respect right now. I'm with you Patriots stink, but I I'd take this plus three every time. It's just a situational play for the most part.
0: Do we think this is a, this doesn't feel like a contest play to me.
1: <laughs> we'll see. It could turn into one. Maybe if they give us a better number, cause like three, three is a great number, but obviously we went three and a half. So I'd say at three, no, but at three and a half, I definitely would think about it.
0: We might get there. Right now, the the split between it's going to be porn bet on bets is 90 10 Ravens. So this yeah. number could get higher.
1: It could. But again, we saw it last week with the pros. The pros always keep these numbers in check. So Dallas, we loved it at eight and a half. We still liked it at seven, but we literally did the show as eight and a half. The next show we did, it was down to seven. Like the pros don't let the number sit at a key number for that long. So if you see three and a half, I would grab that right away. Again, action app, turn the alert on we'll let you know when it hits three and a half.
0: Good promotion right there, buddy. All right, this next game, Chiefs-Colts. Colts Colts are seven-point underdogs right now. That's the best number out there. Full confession. I bet the Colts plus seven this morning.
1: I would have waited on the injury report, um, see if if, uh, their team's going to be healthy, just because they had two major injuries last week. But, yeah. No-brainer play. Colts are a run-dominant team going against the Chiefs team. That's kind of their biggest weakness is they can give up big runs. If you can ball control against the Chiefs, it's a great spot to be in. And we already knew. As soon as this number came out, I saw it was 6.5. Every teaser leg will have the Chiefs in it this week. It's like the Bengals from last week. It's just even Cleveland last week. They're just no-brainer teaser plays. That's what the Chiefs will be this week. So I would say – it makes sense you bet it early, because again, I don't think that seven's going to be there that long. I think the yeah. pros will hit it, um, but yeah, again, I I wanted to make this my Simon Says play, but the, I just don't see enough sevens out there to give it out. I think everyone's going to be stuck at six and a half, and I don't want to be that guy taking the seven, giving out the six and a half.
0: Well, the one thing I can say is the seven's been there for a while. I thought it would disappear immediately. Depends uh, on the book, though. What's that?
1: It only, that all depends on the book like i I'm on the app right now there's plenty plenty of six and a half
0: yeah, there's a lot of six and a half there's not there's one seven and it's just sitting there and like it's actually interesting to me that it hasn't moved
1: um, I would say that's probably the most public book,
0: yeah, I guess that's true, <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally true um i right, well, I thought this would we we would make this some kind of Simon says, executive decision. It's got a foxhole feel to it, but I can see why you'd want to hold off on putting this in any one of these things until we get more status on the injury.
1: Yeah, because that's, again, they have two two of their best players were hurt last week. So to, to me, if Leonard's out and Pittman's out again, that's, that's that's again, their best defensive player and then their best receiver are out. That's, that's a big deal.
0: All right, so right now, basically what you've said is I bet the... Uh, Steelers five and a half. You don't love it. I bet the Colts plus seven. You feel like I might've pulled the trigger too early. No, um, I, I
1: think you got it at a good number. I'm saying anyone else that's getting six and a half, I just wouldn't do it. It's not worth no. it because you already missed the seven.
0: The Lions. It's not going
1: below six, right? Like there's no chance this number no. goes below six. So that's no. what I'm saying.
0: No, uh, the lions are visiting the Vikings. I don't know why this number is so big right now. The lions are six point underdogs in this game the money and the tickets are moving in their direction so the line has moved down from six and a half uh kirk cousins was terrible on monday night football which is what we expect um the lions either can't stop anybody or are the greatest offensive team since the uh 1982 san diego chargers dan campbell continues to be both lovable and sneaky sneaky smart um, Lions plus six, what say you? I
1: well, like new coming in. I feel like the Vikings are probably going to be an auto play for me. Just coming in off the fact that everything you just said, like we all love the Lions. They just had back to back home games. Now they're going on the road to play a divisional foe that just lost. That we know at one o'clock on a Sunday against a divisional team, you just take Kirk here. So to me, I'm going to work this week trying to convince Chad to make this one over five. But this is one of my favorite favorites this week. Um, they had all the opportunity in the world, right, against the Eagles. They had a blocked field goal. They had a turnover in their red zone. Like, it just wasn't their night. Every little thing they could go wrong went wrong, and Kirk looked horrible. We've seen this now 10 times out of Kirk, right? He's, he's doing 10 on Monday Night Football. Um, maybe I'll reach out to Evan and try to get the info on what his record is after that Monday night game. But it's gotta be good. Like this is the this is the buying low on Kirk, and this is where we want to be with Kirk, right? This always works out for me and Chad. Buying low on Kirk at home on a Sunday. I mean, I, I want to be all in on the Lions because this is this is a big deal, right? This would flip to me their divisional odds. If the Lions win this game, I think they would be even odds right now to win this division. Obviously, Green Bay would still be at the top, but yeah, huge game for the Lions. I just can't get behind it. It's just like, I get it. They've, they've, they've played well. They had to come back on the Eagles who looked like world beaters, but I don't think the Vikings are as bad as people perceived it. They just had a really bad night on Monday night against the Eagles. How do you have the, what's your number on this game? Seven. So like, I thought it was good at seven. Like that made sense to me. The fact that dropped a point makes even more sense, right? Like literally what we just saw last night, who's going to back Kirk. There's just a few of us out here. That's going to be like, no, like this is what Kirk does. This is when you want to back Kirk. But I think the public just forgets that they're just so pissed off at him because it's like, you suck, Kirk. This is why we all hate you. Or it's like, he's not terrible. He's just average. He's never going to be above average. He just is what he is.
0: I don't know why you feel like you'd have to convince me of that. Uh, Well, I just
1: figured you'd be on lines because we love the lions. Like
0: we love the lions, And this is a good number. It's six, six and a half. Listen to me, man. I'm a professional. Okay. I don't bet the emotions. I bet. What the right side is. And right now, I think you're getting a buy low, sell high spot foxhole. on the Vikings and the Lions. Foxhole and the Vikings. Foxhole it. Let's climb down into the foxhole. Minnesota Vikings.
1: Because the money's are you say the money and the tickets are on uh, Detroit? Yeah. So yeah, Foxhole.
0: Foxhole. Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) I love it. I freaking love love that bet. Let's go, baby. Man, I still like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And now that you're talking, I freaking love it. It makes all the sense in the world. And this, by the way, is the lesson we have to remember every single week. Stick to our principles. This is, and it gets harder in week three because you don't have the immediacy of the overreaction, underreaction. You're sort of getting clouded with biases from two weeks of games. But look, you want to bet on the team that just floundered in prime time. You want to bet against the team that is the sentimental darling.
1: And they just look so good. Like the last two weeks, the offense for Detroit's just been absolutely humming. Yeah.
0: All right. This next game, the Saints and the Panthers. The Saints are two and a half point favorites on the road. Look, we just talked about this. The Panthers have been stabbing us in the fucking back, in the fucking stomach, in the fucking groin. They've been kicking our teeth in. They have disappointed us both weeks.
1: I think you might want to get yourself a helmet and a bulletproof vest and an iron jock strap because you're going to get your head shot, your back stabbed and your nuts danced on.
0: I feel like we did this a couple of years ago. It might've been the Falcons where we kept thinking that we saw something that nobody else was seeing. It was totally fucking us up. Yeah. The Saints, look, Against the Bucks, what was it, five turnovers? Multiple times they had a chance to, like, close the gap and at least cover that game. Chris Olave fumbles the ball when he falls to the ground on a great play, like a great catch. Jameis went back to being Jameis. The Bucks were not very good. So how do we not bet the Panthers plus three here?
1: Yeah. And, again, I would say that game, it was 3-3, and then that became a ref show, right? Like, that whole fight happened with Mike Evans-Lattimore. And something clearly happened when the referees took a side. Like, there was back-to-back calls. They took Tampa Bay down the field. Tom threw a touchdown. That was the game. Because then Jameis had to start forcing it, and we saw what happened. Jameis forced it in there. I threw a pick six. So, Saints team, I definitely wouldn't have bet a lot of money on them last week if I'd known that Winston had, what was it, four fractured ribs or something like that. It's like – It's brutal when you get that alert at 1230 from Schefter of a major injury. And it's like, well, I can't get out of any of these bets. I just got to ride this out. I've given out on a podcast. I give it out on our show on Sunday morning. So that was brutal. But just looking at this matchup, I think Chad touched on it. You have two teams, OTS. Neither of them have covered this season, right? Carolina's 0-2. Just historically in this position, you take the underdog and it hits at like a 58, 60% rate in week three, the team that two zero own team two oh two teams are facing off ATS. You just take the dog in this position. There's another game like that this week. Um, it was at Raiders, Tennessee. So it's kind of one of those where it's like, I already knew I was going to like Carolina. They're going to be a home divisional dog at plus three. The fact that there's gonna be trends back in it and James has this major injury. It's a big deal, but I cannot let us, and I will not let us do it to the fans and put in this in our contest again, Cause I just got so much hate about it. And I'm with them. It's like, I, that was so unenjoyable. Cause I just had so, I like felt good. Didn't you feel good with that Carolina game? It's like, yeah, so good. Yeah. It was feeling even during the game. I was like, no, like Baker's having these moments, Daniel Jones is falling apart. And it's like, no, like as much as we want to bag on the the giants, Daniel Jones is making the play and the head coach is making the right call. So it's like, yeah, Carolina auto play for me and Chad, but no chance was us be one of my five.
0: There's other games I like way more than this. We 100% felt great. Honestly, we felt great like about the Saints, about the Panthers, yeah, uh, all of those games. Like in the early games, I looked at the Action app, and like I've got nothing but green circles for win probability. And then, like as the day went on, it all fell apart. (laughs) And and, like I'll tell you what's going to kill us. I thought about this last night. Illegal contact is going to be. This year's, you know, holding the year before's, you know, it's gonna be the call that fucking kills us on so many bets.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, no, again, refs, refs dictate a lot of these games. Even that Raiders Cardinals game, they said there was holding in the end zone, even though Kyler Murray was outside the tackle box, which means you can put hands on defenders once the QB breaks the tackle box. Again, it's just there's just so much that goes on in that kind of stuff where it's like. Trying to get bogged down on it, but I'm with you about that. Like, that's something you got to keep in mind about betting these totals. Unders have been great, though.
0: Yeah. Texans visiting the Chicago Bears. They are (sighs) right now two and a half point underdogs. They have been overachieving as a team against the spread. Undervalued. Uh, Professional bettors have loved them. Look, the Bears, they were destined to get crushed by the Packers in prime time. We said it. We knew it. Uh, We bet the under, we liked the Packers at minus nine, minus 10. The Packers are, the Bears are a young team that seemed hungover, like they were celebrating too much for winning a game in the slop. Fundamentally disappointing as a Bears fan, but we got to move on. Short home favorites, not getting any love. I don't think I want to bet the Texans here though. It feels like we've lost the value.
1: Yeah, I would say if you could still get the three, I would take it just because I honestly have a lot more confidence in Davis Mills than right now than I do in Justin Fields. He, he had guys open and he was not making the reads he needed to make against the Packers. Like, he had opportunities and he was missing them. Obviously, refs didn't help either, right? We've all seen the clip. He clearly crossed the goal line that second touchdown. Terrible, terrible, terrible call by that refs. Even replayed it and they still got it wrong. Um, Bears, it's just – We came into the year, and I said the two worst teams on my list were the Seahawks and the Bears. They both won week one. I took a ton of shit, and I just said to the people, listen, this is literally how it goes in football. Like, ugly teams are going to win games. Like, it's so hard to go 0-16, 0-17 now. It just doesn't happen. I felt like that Bears was the ultimate trap. We both kind of knew with Green Bay. This week, I'm kind of with you in the sense that the Bears, you expect them to bounce back. But, man, the Texans just played tough. And, like, they hang in these games, and – Say what you want about the Colts. Like, the Colts have more talent on paper than they do. Denver has more talent than they do, Texans. And in both games, they're in it. Like, I, I couldn't believe me and Chad were sweating again. Broncos uh, knocked us out last year in Survivor. Almost knocked us out while we picked them this year. Um, so, to me, Texans, I think the public will be on them too. Like, what you're talking about, the public is going to like the Texans. Again, 2-0 ATS. They're just in these games with Lovey Smith. A revenge game for Lovey Smith. Give me the plus three, two and a half. Maybe I think about the Bears, but a plus three, I'll take the Texans at that number.
0: Well, right now, it's, all, it's kind of all over the place. So if you can find the plus three, you got to get it. Otherwise, it's gone. You, kinda, you just got to wait. You, you got to assume the number might go back up. Uh, or it, it probably won't go back up. So if will. you haven't gotten the three, then as it goes down, because I think more money yeah, will come in on the Texans. You might want to think about the Bears. It could be one of those Panthers-Giants situation like we had where the Panthers were dogs and then went off as favorites.
1: Yep. So you're right. Lions and
0: Washington, too. I think Washington closed minus one favorite. Yep. Yep. And in both cases, the home team won. All right. Eagles on the road at the Commanders plus six and a half. Listen, I hate to say it, but if there's a time to fade the fly, and bet the commanders not to win, but at six and a half, that's a big number for a home dog. It's
1: all about your comfort level. Like, how do you feel about backing Carson Wentz? It's Hate literally, it. we talk about uh, roulette on this show. It's the definition of roulette. You're literally taking a gun, throwing a couple bullets in it, and then spinning it with Carson Wentz. You have no idea the outcome. I could give you all the numbers. I'm going to back all the reasons why you got to take Washington here. I have the hardest time ever convincing anyone listening to the show to do it. It's, it's disgusting, but I think Chad's exactly right. Like, not that we're just selling them blindly. The Eagles in this position, this is lines inflated. Like, it should be four and a half. It's six and a half. You're getting two free points. You take this every time. Wentz can throw the ball. This is clearly a great matchup for their offense. I know the Eagles looked like unbelievable against the Vikings. Again, we just talked about that. the Vikings had all opportunity in the world. They just didn't connect in the red zone. Guess who's one of the best teams in the red zone this season? the Washington football teams. I think they're hitting at a 90% clip in the red zone. Again, only two weeks in, but they're efficient once they get in the red zone. So to me, Chad's right. We'll take the six and a half, but it's like Carson Wentz, man. I just don't know what I'm going to get from play to play. The guy is truly a wild card.
0: It's it's so frustrating to be a Carson Wentz better one way or the other. Yeah. Because we've seen him fuck us in every way. (laughs) Yes, many times. You know, week one he fucked us against the Jags by coming back, <laughs> and week two he almost fucked us by by in our
1: contest. Yeah, by
0: coming back. Uh, here's an interesting stat from Evan Abrams: Jalen Hurts was forty to one to win the MVP when the odds opened. That was about fifteenth. Uh, then he moved down to twenty-two to one, which was about eleventh. He's now ten to one, tied for wow. third in the NFL. Wow.
1: Yeah. So again, as People that love the Eagles coming to this season, we loved all the talent. The biggest question was, can Hurts read a defense and make his third to second read? Like, you can't just throw it to your number one receiver. A.J. Brown was double covered all last night. He worked his tight end. He worked his third receiver. He worked his second receiver. It's like, as an Eagles fan, I could not be happier. Um, but I also know, it's like, I don't know. Not that I think it's moving too quick, but like Chad just talked about, like Eagles winning a primetime game like that so dominantly just the hype is going to be out of the world right now. Like I can't even imagine Philadelphia sports talk radio. Um, it's just all going to be such good vibes. This is kind of where you want to fade the Eagles team.
0: People in Philly don't really know what to do with good vibes.
1: <laughs> they do. Uh, Cause the weather is nice right now. I'd say once it's like December, you know, when it gets, gets cold, it's different. But like at the tailgates last night, man, everyone's not that everyone was really cocky, but we feel like we kind of own the Vikings just because we beat them on the way to our Super Bowl. Um, I just – I could not get over how happy the vibes were. Chad, it made me so worried about our bet. I was like, we are fucked. Like, these people are already cashing these tickets. This is not the position we want to be in. But the Eagles are good. Six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against a divisional team good? I don't think so.
0: Who would you go to the game with?
1: Client. Yeah, like, last minute reached out to me to go. Um, so, i tailgate with buddies, and I met up with him in the stadiums. I don't even know if I got listened to the shot. I don't even care. Not the biggest fan of the guy. He's a pompous asshole. But- <gasps> Nice enough to invite me to a game um, while telling me about how amazing his life is the whole time.
0: When we went to the Phillies game together, I didn't tell you how amazing my life was the whole time. I felt like we had a really nice conversation.
1: No, it was a great night. You were humble, you were a sweetheart, and you liked Philadelphia because you drove around in a convertible and thought the city looked really beautiful without realizing.
0: The city was showing up that night. Yeah, that's Uh, true. The Bills, uh, look. Matt Mitchell, you want to jump in here for a second? You got anything you want to say about eating wings at halftime with purple gloves on?
2: (laughs) Yeah, obviously I was able to enjoy my wings at halftime after the children went to bed, slipped on the latex gloves. I cannot and will not deal with saucy nails. I had a great time. I hate the Titans have for (laughs) 23 years since the Music City Miracle. Seeing them unhappy was such a delight. Steve Levy Just absolutely grave dancing with some of his calls, talking about how the the children of Orchard Park got out of school early, but they got to bed early, too, as they signed off was fantastic. And I know a lot of people uh, are sick of hearing the Bill shout song. They made that pretty clear. That's why I made uh, the new Josh Allen alarm as a response to some of Simon Hunter's what I would consider unwarranted criticism of western new york's greatest natural resource so i will play that alarm right now and i will play it every time the bills win and cover until we're left with no listeners at all alert here for josh allen Hurdle anyone. Goodness! There's no fear. No way. He was
0: big and strong in his he decided to me oh, I'm looking. It's in. Oh, laser beam. Touchdown, Buffalo. And he's still going. Oh, my goodness.
2: The demands to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder.
0: Right, well, listen, the Bills were unbelievable last night. The way Josh Allen can throw the ball, it's just something to behold. There's there's a level of comfort and confidence where every time he throws it, you're just in wonder at where it's going to end up. And, and you can't stop saying, wow, I love it. Except, I don't know if I love them going on the road and being six and a half point favorites against the uh, Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, and I think exactly what Matt's talking about is just the Bills fans think we don't love the Bills. Me and Chad both said, who's, who we great as our best quarterback in football coming to this year? Josh Allen. We were both well, on I that. I said Patrick
0: Mahomes. I, I might have said Patrick Mahomes. But I said Josh Allen.
1: So, again, I love the guy. I said I thought he was bigger superstar in the Buffalo American uh, eyes and O.J. Simpson. Probably was a little early on that. But I still think he's, like, the next big man. Because just in the football aspect, he's just really likable. And an incredible player. I think it was their first time they punted last night. It was like midway through the third quarter. Um, he might have been out of the game by then. I don't even know because he was so good. I just, I feel like, not that I got hate for Josh Allen. My whole knock on him, the reason I was so much higher in the Chief is the Chiefs. Josh is 0-2 in the playoffs against the Chiefs. He's 3-3 and in the playoffs for his career. Nothing against him. It's just basic stats. And It's like Peyton Manning took a long time to get over that Tom Brady Hill. It took a long time. Little things kept happening. They kept losing in those battles. So, to me, yeah, I'm excited. I love everything I've seen from the Bills. I think we talked about coming into the year. They have to get that one seat. Like, just watching them at home, Josh Allen is just a different beast at home, and their defense is different at home. So, that that is unbelievable. Now we have to make a decision, Chad, where we get Miami coming off one of the craziest wins of their entire lives at home against the Bills, who – you could say that was a big win for the bills. It was like, to me, that's just another night to Josh Allen. Like that's nothing to him Where two on this Miami team. That's an everything went to them, right? This Ravens, that's a tone setter for the season. Historically, I think he's 0 three now Tua against uh, the bills. Every time Josh Allen plays the bills, I mean, Matt Mitchell can speak to it. Am I wrong here, Matt? Is he just dominated them his whole early career? That's
2: correct. Uh, bill's fans hate Miami and Josh's dominance of that franchise is a key component to why we love him so, so faithfully.
1: So what do we want to do here, Chad? Cause this screams of a sharp trap that we're walking into, but nine out of 10 times I'm betting this number. It's a divisional dog at home. The bills are coming down to that hot, humid weather. We know they're going to be on the sideline with all the sun on them. This is when we go against the bills, but it's like, this is a firepower game but literally Lamar he's great. Josh Allen is the better version of Lamar. He can run and throw it better than Lamar. We just saw Lamar did this Miami defense. It feels like we don't have a choice here, but it's like, can I just take the over and just be happy there? Do I have to take Miami? Because it just feels like we have to. Like, I don't know how we don't take Miami in this position.
0: We're violating all of our principles if we don't take this big of a home dog. And the team that they're playing against is the... Number one public team in the NFL right now. Rightly so, though. Right, totally. Yes. You are automatically getting at least two points of value betting against this team every time, but it might not matter. Look,
1: that's what I mean. Like years, you have to say to yourself, historically, Josh Allen. You can look at the record as a favorite. We're better off just taking Miami's money line because he, if he doesn't, he doesn't cover. He kills teams, Josh Allen, in these positions. So, like, that's the hardest part. It's like we're literally going against a guy that. Kind of breaks the rules. He's that dominant right
0: now in football. Uh, here's two great stats from Evan Abrams. Matt Mitchell, you might want to cover your ears for one of them. Through two games, the Bills are beating their opponents by 27 and a half points per game, covering by 22 points per game. In the last 20 years, only four other teams have won and covered by 20 plus points per game through two games. 2019 Patriots. 2011 Detroit Lions, 2006 San Diego Chargers, 2006 Chicago Bears, who went to the Super Bowl. By the way, none of those four teams covered in week three. Wow. Silly stat, like doesn't influence us at all for betting, other than it tells you the line gets inflated by week three when teams are this dominant. Right. Here's another one. The Bills are the 19th ninth team in the Super Bowl era with a scoring margin of plus 60 or better through two games. None of the previous eight reached (laughs) the Super Bowl.
1: And that's what sucks. It's like the public, the books make a killing off public favorite darling teams that haven't done it before. It's like, I love everything I've seen from them. It's just historically it does not work out for the bills. Like in these positions. So that that's a crazy number. Again, another thing I haven't sent to me that I love that we talk division dogs all year. They're four and one to start the year home divisional dogs are four and one. The only loss me and Chad's lonely saints. So it's obviously been very profitable us early in the season to blindly take these home dogs.
0: Oh, Simon, you know what? We got to put a pin in this one. I think this is on our list.
1: It's going to be in our big balls, bet. I already know it. It's just, I'm trying to fight it here on a Tuesday because every ounce of my body, like I just watched the tape on the bills before he came on. It's unreal. He, he is unreal. It'd be like 39, 30 and 10. You knew he was going to throw for a first down or he was going to run for a first down. Like that fourth, that fourth down touchdown to digs. It's
0: ridiculous. It, it's
1: ridiculous. Like it is truly ridiculous how good he is. So that's what I'm just thinking in my head right now.
0: Well, look, let, let's put a pin in this one. Yeah. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Uh, it could end up being our big balls. It could end up being on the list. We still got to give people an exact decision and a Simon says. So yep. we got some room to maneuver here, putting a pin in the Bills Dolphin. Uh, Bengals minus four and a half against the Jets. Uh, this line has moved down. I think the look ahead line on this game was seven. So my theory on this again I've already bet the Bengals at minus four and a half. I know Jets at home, home underdog, decent sized number, but that's too much love for the Jets, too much hate for the Bengals. This is a really buy low, sell high situation for me. In fact, in fact, exact decision. Bengals minus four and a half. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders, execute them.
1: Executive decision. Wow. I'm shocked you're taking this stance just because historically you usually want to take the Jets in this position because we've seen kind of what the Bengals are. Like we talked about it all last season, all the way through the postseason. They can muddy the waters, they make games ugly, and they would win by a field goal. What has happened this season, Chad? Their last three games they've played, right, including the Super Bowl and their first two this year, they've lost by a field goal. So a team that was due for regression has now had the regression. So I'm a little worried cause we're just playing the numbers here. We're getting four and a half of the dog against a team that loves to win by three or lose by three. But I feel like everything you said is true. It's like, are we really going to fade Joe Berto? 0 and three against the spread and start the year. 0 and three. Cause again, this is probably one of our survivor picks. This is a tough week for survivor them. Yep. It's either them or Minnesota in my opinion are the two best spots, but Man, that's that's crazy! You just went right in on a, a road favorite. You've been killing it with home dogs in your exact pick. Uh, I'm shocked at this. This I don't even know how to call it. A true turn by Chad. It's a low. heel turn. It is by and low though on the Bengals.
0: Or, or by the way, I just made a sharp right turn into Squaresville.
1: <laughs> that's what's tough picking this on a Tuesday, though. It's like I kind of get where you're coming from, but I can see the public being with you. I kind of get what you're saying here. It's just scary where the Bengals have just keep showing us exactly what they are. A team that just wins and grinds games by three.
0: I think this is their make or break game. I really do. They're 0 2. Joe Burrow has now had two games. Remember, he's had to play himself into shape a little bit, um, because he didn't get a full training camp. The the Jets don't have the same pass rush that the Bengals faced in the Steelers and that they right. faced in the Cowboys. Um this is a good get healthy spot yeah. for the Bengals, And like, I know it goes against everything I believe in betting against the home dog, but I, I am, I am putting more faith in the number moving and the public perception than I am in the home dog.
1: That's fair. Again, I'm, I'm just a little worried you're underrating the jets team. Okay. I don't want to overrate them. Cause I, I know what we're talking about. They're literally down by 14. And they should have lost to the Browns if Nick Chubbs just fell on the ball. But, man, it's it's crazy. This kid Wilson, the receiver for the Jets right now, he is, he is something special, that kid out of Ohio State.
0: What are you, afraid of Robert Sala? You, like he's, you, I'm you not. Keep him I'm, I'm not you? at
1: all. I'm honestly just scared of Zach Taylor. It's like I've seen so many clips now. Even that Vikings game or the Cowboys game, Joe Burrow was like, give me help. Like, give me some of the chip block. Michael Parsons. Zach Taylor didn't do it. Again, Joe Burrow, I'd be so terrified as a Bengals fan. Like, this guy is about to pull a David Carr on you. Like, he's going to be out of the league in five years because his body's going to break down. No no player's been sacked more in the history of football to start their career than Joe Burrow. And he's missed time. He's still outpacing every other quarterback. It, it's truly it's really terrifying as a fan of Joe and a co-worker of Joe Burrow's.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: I think he shows up this week for Colin Shaw,
0: 0-2. <laughs> Oh, he will. He's a pro. yeah. He's Joe, the pro. Uh, The Raiders. All right. Well, that's interesting. You still got to give us a Simon says the Raiders uh, two point favorites on the road at Tennessee. Come on, come on. The autumn
2: wind is a Raider pillaging just for fun.
1: I don't know what to do. Like every ounce of my body says take Tennessee, but the Raiders actually have good talent on offense. Like I don't know what Tennessee's identity is. Like even Derrick Henry looks old and broken, right? It, like, yeah, he-, he
0: looked. Didn't is it? Amazing how there there were plays last night where a year ago it would have been Derrick Henry for fifty breaking four tackles, and he was getting. There was nothing intimidating about tackling Derrick Henry. You get any defensive back or linebacker who's coming up playing the Titans, and you'll get some you know, media person who can't think of a better question than what was elected like to tackle Darryl Henry. <laughs> and last night it didn't look very hard.
1: Yeah, I would say even if you checked out the fantasy show this summer, they were kind of on it, right? The, the running back after 27. Um, I know Sean Corner was definitely on it talking about this historical data backs up. There's a cliff these guys fall off after hitting that number 27. Kind of seeing now, Derek, like, I don't want to doubt him because it's it's King Henry, and this guy always puts up the numbers. But something's wrong, clear with that Tennessee offense. Um, they look a little broken right now. So I don't know what to do, Chav, in on this one. I'd probably pass on it right now. But let's say my instincts want me to take the Raiders, but I just feel so freaking pissed off about them. And I just don't know if their head coach is good. Like, McDaniels might be a freaking idiot. Like, again, there's a reason he failed in Denver. Starting his career 0-2, straight up 0-2 against the spread with the Raiders. I don't know. It's not giving me much to want to back here.
0: Gave the game away. Gave a W away at home. Had to be excruciating to watch that from the sideline because it was excruciating to watch it from my fucking couch. Yeah. Jaguars on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. They are seven-point underdogs right now. This is our Pro Joe game of the week. 54% 54% of the bets on the chargers as seven point favorites, 82% of the money coming in on the Jag Jaguars.
1: That might be me. I might be walking right into it here, but it's like, you're giving me a banged up Herbert. He's tough as shit. And I know he's going to play in this game. And if he's not even better, I already locked up uh, a Jags plus seven. Just grab it. Just grab this number, ride with the ride with the other pros. again, Nothing against the Chargers. I think on paper, they're a much more talented team. The Jaguars are ascending at the perfect time right now. To me, their offense just looked like it was clicking in every way. And their defense looks really good. Like They've made moves on defense that have really panned out. I mean, again, their first-round pick from this year looks great. And Josh Allen's still the other, on the other side at the end. It's like people forget how dominant of the end and pass rusher he is as well. So, to me, I, I love this number, plus seven. I, I already knew me and Chad were probably going to have this one. Because we both love the Jags, um, the fact that Herbert's banged up just gives you even more of a reason to take the Jaguars here, right? We we know he's going to get roughed up a little bit. He's going to be feeling it. To me, if you're taking a banged up quarterback at minus seven. They have to have you know much more going on than what the Chargers do. The Chargers team, they haven't covered. They haven't earned that seven to me. Like right, this is more the public being like coming into the year. The Jaguars were looked down on. Chargers were supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite. I don't really see it that way. I see these two evenly matched teams. So to me, as long as it's above four and a half, which is why I have this number at, I would take it down to
0: that number. All right. So is this a a Simon Says moment?
1: No, I got that coming up because this one feels like, honestly, the public will be easy to bet on. Like people are going to want to bet this Jags team. So this is not a, like, again, I like Simon Says to be a game that no one really wants to
0: bet. All right. Well, for the record, while you were talking, uh, I went into FanDuel and I played the Jaguars at plus seven. Got to do it. And I have now tracked that in the Action Network app. Get in on the Monday Night Football action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose with promo code Favorites make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or over and in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny in new york tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in west virginia all right packers on the road of the Buccaneers. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting game, my friend. Packers plus two and a half at the Bucks. The, the Bucks might be the worst looking 2-0 team in the NFL right now. How dare you? And look, they, they've just been terrible in both of their games. The Packers did exactly what we thought they would do. In years past, when the Packers have played the Bucs, this is when Aaron Rodgers gets most confused, most frustrated, most angry. Minus two.
1: Simon says, bet the Bucks.
2: When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says.
1: First bet I made when I woke up, before I went and watched that queen get put in the ground, Buccaneers, minus two and a half. Loved it. Jumped out on me right away where it's like, People don't really get what this Bucks team is, a great, great defense. This is going to be the best defense that our guy Rodgers ever played against this Bucks team, and we have already seen what he's done against those other defenses. He flounders, especially against the Bucks in Florida. Love this position. Again, they've changed their identity, Tampa, to me. He's just kind of survived these injuries, Brady. They're bringing in guys off the street like Cole Beasley, adding weapons. It kind of shows that Brady – he just wants guys in there and he kind of just wants his guy Gronk back. We kind of saw that in that game. like He doesn't have trust in these other receivers. So I say that would maybe be my pause, but I love this defensive matchup against a Green Bay team that's still figuring out the identity. It's like, okay, all you have to do is take away his two running backs and what's Rodgers really going to do? Again, there's a couple times there against the Bears where if he was playing against a good defense, I don't think he'd be making those plays. Um, and this is, to me, one of the best defenses in football, a team that – I was in on and Chad was not in on coming into the season. Uh, The fact that he thinks they're they're one of the worst looking two and O teams when we have the Giants who are sitting there at two and O is just amazing. It's just classic Chad. So to me, I love the Bucs in this position. I think that, again, we're talking about numbers moving based off what happened last week. Summer was three and a half. It dropped down to two and a half off the Mike Evans news and everything else. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really bother me. It's like I'm backing this team here in Tampa that can run the ball really well against a Green Bay team that really can't stop the run and that has kind of become one-dimensional offense. I just think you're getting a great number here, uh, especially the fact that it's Tampa's first game at home. I love this position with Brady.
0: The reason I say they look like one of the worst 2-0 teams is because there's been no joy in this team. and and Honestly, the Giants, while they're not very good, they're joyful. The Bucs just look like they're completely lacking any joy.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brady, you can just tell he's going through some shit. Like anytime you see a 45-year-old man screaming at some 22-year-old, it just looks weird. It just looks weird. So I'm with you. Like Brady, it felt like he was having a mini temper tantrum on the field like every other play because the Saints were just beating the crap out of him. But I just, I I love them in this position. So I, I understand where you're coming from, them looking not that fun. But it's just it's just kind of the Brady level of, like, Super Bowl or bust, and I, I do believe in them.
0: Falcons on the road. Two-point underdogs against the Seattle Seahawks.
1: What, what the hell am I going to do here, Chad? You already know we want to bet Atlanta. A, yeah. a great running team against a bad run defense in Seattle. With Geno Smith, a quarterback that could not do a single thing. But we're buying high on Atlanta right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know what to do with this one. Like I, I really wanted to grab it. It was, I think three interesting. It's back up. That means some pro money must came in on the Seahawks because to me, I don't see any public betting Seahawks. It's going to be probably a pros versus Joe's game. I see the pros probably back in the Se- Seahawks at home and the public taking uh, Atlanta. I, I'm, I'm torn here. Cause I like Atlanta. I just love their offense. I love their run scheme. And I think they have more playmakers on defense than the Seahawks team does. So, this is the rare time I'll be with the public, but I can't be talked out of it. I'll be on Atlanta in this game.
0: I have different feelings about Atlanta than you do. I don't think Arthur Smith right now is a good enough coach to win these games. Can and disagree. We're, and we're essentially saying at a number of this short, I like that, I like the Falcons as big dogs. A number of this short, we're essentially saying, hey, Marcus Mariota, Arthur Smith, go on the road to Seattle in a game at that where they're going to feel desperate and try to beat the Seahawks.
1: Don't Doesn't phase me. I just think it's Seattle sucks. I really do. Like, that's why I was so big on the 49ers last week. I wish I didn't buckle on that. It was just like, this team is not good. They got so many good breaks and bounces for them against that uh, Denver team. Where I'm with you on Atlanta, like, I don't really trust Arthur Smith either. And he says some stupid shit. His pressers where I'm like rolling my eyes at the guy. But I love the run scheme. He's running with this team. Like he's literally using Mariona's strengths. And I know people are losing their minds about Kyle Pitts. It's like, what do you want Mario to do? Kyle Pitts is getting double teamed, so he's going to Drake London. It's just he's a simple quarterback, and that's a simple play. So I exactly understand where Chad's coming from. So I, I know this won't be one of our five, but I'm just having a tough time talking to myself out of this Atlanta team. I'm, I'm sucked in. I just love their scheme. I love this matchup for them.
0: All right. I could be talked into it right now, by the way. We've got probably four games that we definitely like, then a whole list of games we're waiting to see some action on. I mean, it is
1: Tuesday. Like there's, there's a bunch of injuries right now. It, it is tough to just dive in on some of these games.
0: Let me ask you a question. Have you bet the commanders at plus six and a half yet?
1: No, because I'm open a seven. Like I, I I was hoping for a seven just because of I, I, Woke up this morning. I, those are the first thing I checked after the Eagles won, and it's just not there. So maybe the pros did bet it when it got to seven. I just haven't seen a seven yet. Um, but again, I don't hate it six and a half either. Like that's good value. It's just if I'm going to bet a decent amount of money, I want to get the best number.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rams on the road at the Cardinals, resurgent Cardinals, comeback Cardinals. The Rams look like crap. They yeah. could have lost that game. Three and a half point road favorites. I don't know, man. You feel like you bet the Cardinals here.
1: Yeah. We'll hold our nose and we'll bet it. Like, again, there's, there's, we could break this down this game, but like, I don't really know what the breakdown is. I don't really know what I'm getting with Kingsbury. Like the guy just looks lost. And then Kyler Murray just goes video game mode and wins games. It's like, I saw some crazy stat. He ran over 80 yards um, on that two point conversion. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So don't really have, it's probably more of, I don't have faith in this Rams team that they don't have a running back to really help them milk the clock away. So getting a three-and-a-half-point team and the Cardinals that we've already seen can score fast when they need to, and they can put points up in a comeback position. I'll take the three-and-a-half, but, yeah, don't. this won't be one of our five. I just don't have confidence in either, either
0: of these teams right now. Nope. Nope, not at all. 49ers visiting the Broncos. This is the Sunday night game. We'll now get uh, Jimmy G against Russell Wilson part of me feels like the 49ers have a better chance with Jimmy G than they do with Trey Lance. I know what I'm getting here.
1: Yeah. But my, my only argument against is the upsides capped. You know, exactly where you're getting from Jimmy where you didn't know you're going to get from Trek. Yeah, Trey. Yeah. You know, the
0: ceiling right now.
1: Yes. And we've seen Jimmy's ceiling and his ceiling is he's up 10 in an NFC championship game. And he has back to back turn either at a turnover and a three and out or a three and out, then a turnover against that Rams team. And he couldn't get it back. We saw him in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. He had a lead. He gave the lead away. It's just, I'm just bummed out because I did have high hopes for the 49ers and on Jimmy and Trey Lance. It's brutal for that fan base now. Like, again, it's fun. Jimmy's back, so at least you have a chance this year. But it's another year wasted on a great, young, talent prospect. And there's built-in excuses, right? He's only played one game, right, in that COVID season at North Dakota, came in the league, played in two games, and then this year played in a game and a half. It's just... It's a nightmare start for your rookie, uh, your second year quarterback with Trey Lance. So I'm with you this season. I'd be happy again because it's like, Jimmy, you know exactly what you're getting. And this team is built to win right now. But just stinks. where it's like exciting upside of the 49ers team. So I don't know. Looking at this matchup. I loved like everyone else. I love the 49ers. I think Nathaniel Hackett. Holy shit, man. Like this is why I could never be a G- GM or owner. He would have been fired as soon as that game was over. I, I would not have let him back in the locker room. I literally would have went down on the field and fired him. And just being like, I'm sure you're great offensively. You do not know how to manage clock. You do not know how to manage your timeouts. You do not know how to manage the red zone. They have not scored a red zone touchdown yet, the Broncos. And they played Seattle and Houston. Holy shit. So, yeah, this guy might make leaps and bounds this week. And I'll feel like a genius back in this Denver team, in this position. But it's like no logical reason other than I think I'm getting a good number on Denver as a home dog in this position. But uh, if you're betting the 49ers, I, I think that's probably a good bet too. It's just like, there's no real feel to this game. Cause again, I was already down on Russell Wilson coming into this year. Now that I've watched his head coach in two games, just an absolute train wreck. Like this Denver team might be worse than I thought. So I don't know what the hell to do with it. Like every ounce of my body is like, just take the home team in a primetime game here. But I get it. If you're getting under three with a better team, the 49ers, I, I really can't knock it. If that's where you want to go, Chad. I don't want, I don't want to touch
0: this game. You know what <laughs> I want to right. do with this game? I want to go to sleep at eight 30.
1: <laughs> you can bet the under then just bet the under and go to sleep.
0: Cowboys on the road at the Giants, two and0 Giants looking like one of the best two and-0 teams in the NFL. Cowboys led by Cooper Rush and a defense that is spirited, two and a half point dogs. Dallas Cowboys. Number moved. Was it four?
1: Oh, real. And it's crazy, too, coming into this week. Right now the unders in primetime are six and one, and I'm on three, another three unders in prime time. Like I like the under in this game too. I like the under in Sunday night. I like the under on Thursday. It's man. Uh, hopefully I don't get caught because the unders have been good to us, but this just lines up as such bad offenses. Uh, all these teams where the defenses are the strongest unit, like the Giants' defensive front uh, looked really good against Baker. Like they put him in a lot of pressure spots. Michael Parsons, I, I mean, I, I can say this now, and not feel like a complete idiot. He's got to be the best DN we've seen since LT. Like Lawrence Taylor, we've never seen anyone like Lawrence Taylor until I think Michael Parsons. Like the stuff he does weekly. Teams literally game plan around him now because they know this is his second year. Guy does not stop, man. Like just through two weeks, it's unbelievable. So I kind of like New York here, fading Cooper Rush off a win. Um, You can get two and a half at certain books. It's a great number. Again, it opened at four down to two and a half now. I'm getting a home team that everyone feels like me and you, Chad. They're just like, you know, the Giants are the fraudest two and oh. Daniel Jones is making these plays. Like that, literally, that third down he made this crazy run cut up the field to get them to ice the clock. Yeah. I'm looking for those kind of plays. Like, that is a, all right, this kid has some moxie. Where last year, I don't think they scored even a field goal in the final two minutes. Like, it's just a total flip this year where they're actually smart and able to manage at the end of the game. But they didn't have that last year. So, I guess this is more of a fade on the Cowboys coming off the big win with Cooper Rush, at quarterback, now going on the road. Um, but it's honestly, I just have more faith in this Giants team right now, um, where the Cowboys, again, that was a great win against the Bengals. I think that was more about the Bengals kind of losing that game than the Cowboys, where in this position here, I just think the Cowboys defense is really going to shut down this. I mean, I should say Giants defense. will shut down this Cowboys offense.
0: Yep. Uh, Right now we're looking at the Pats plus three Colts plus seven Vikes minus six. Bucks minus two. I think those are the four we felt most confident about. The only one that's a question mark is pending an injury assessment for the Colts. But we will examine on Thursday basically every other game. Panthers plus yeah. three. Commanders plus six uh, and a half. Dolphins plus six and a half. Jags plus seven. Uh, why wouldn't we put the Jags on our list right now?
1: I don't hate it. Again, because like the Patriots won. Again, it's not just a trend play, but Belichick is a home dog. I think he's like 15 and four, 15 and five as a home dog in this position. So it's like there's a bunch of little things we'll have on Thursday that's, we'll just reaffirm our positions. But yeah, right now I would not mind having the Jags in as our fifth one. I just love that number at seven. Yeah.
0: Jags plus seven. And then Falcons plus two, Cards plus four, Giants minus two and a half. Look, none of them are ugly. None of them speak to me the way that. The games last week spoke to me. The foxhole is the Vikes minus six. The uh, exact decision is Bengals minus four and a half. And the assignment says is Bucks minus two.
1: Yeah, I would say our grossest play, especially if you if you love betting these like, again, if you bet the Jets with us last week, if you took the Cowboys with us. You have to take the Colts. That's just. It's one of those auto plays. But again, I want you to get that seven because to me that's a great number. But yep. I think we'll revisit it. Who who do you think in, are you? I mean, obviously you like the Bengals. Is that is that the move? Like we burned we burned our Tuesday guys with the Bengals last week, but it to me it's either the Bengals or the Vikings. Um, but Detroit scares me a little bit where you're talking I about think survivor. You're right, like the Bengals are just so desperate. How, how do they lose this one?
0: I think it's the Bengals. All right, I'll put that in then. We're talking about survivor. Whew. It doesn't feel as easy as week one or week two right now.
1: Oh, really? This is this felt really easy. I just I always think back to like when we're in here week eight, nine, and ten, especially if you come off a of two and three, one and four a week. Those are the tough ones. Cause I'm just, oh man, every line looks gross. Where this week, like even when I woke up this morning, I like immediately saw what Chad was talking about, that Colts number. I was like, oh man, me and me and Chad
0: are both gonna love that Colts number. Oh my God, loved it. Loved it. So wait, what bets have you made right now that are just sides? Because I've made so far, uh, Tampa minus two Jags minus plus seven Indy plus seven. Yep. Cincinnati minus four and a half Pittsburgh plus five and a half.
1: Didn't do Pittsburgh. Didn't do Bengals, uh, bet, bet the Patriots right when I saw the three and I took that giants at minus two and a half, just in case it goes up to three. So again, Early weeks like this, people, I can barely get a grand down. Like, it's just – books are just sending out feelers um, on certain games. But that's why, like, by Thursday, I can really start figuring out my, my bigger bets.
0: All right, Simon. I think we've done it all. I think we've done all we can do here. Simon Hunter for Simon Hunter for Matt Mitchell. I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts – Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Feedback is a gift. Say whatever you want. Until next time, love you.